Hello, one and all. This is Steel Philippec here, coming to you with another edition of Building a Better Story World. This is the podcast that helps all of you story world creators better design your worlds of imagination. Pros, rookies, and everybody in between are welcome. We even have prompts for those who would like to take part. Let's get right down to business, shall we? In today's episode, we're continuing our arc as we look at how better to engage fans via the vowels of fan engagement. We previously performed an overview of the five basics and then branched out into A for ask and E for express. Today, we're going to be looking at I for incentive. Longtime fans will know how much importance I put on reward structures for story worlds in general and interactive structures in particular. I've been pushing you to think about ways that you can incentivize fans from day one, either by playing up their imaginations, by purposely leaving some holes in your universe, Years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars, or by making sure people are rewarded when they complete a task, large or small. Scorpion wins. Fatality. In essence, they're a particular kind of reward that specifically entices a new fan to take part, and an old fan to keep engaging by some sort of reward that is directly stated. In other words, there is some level of interactivity built in so that people know that they're taking part and getting rewarded immediately, rather than at some future date. Patreons function on this premise by offering tiered levels of rewards to those who fund the creator at a desired level. Okay, so I just wrote a song for every single person who joined my Patreon in the first week. So, thank you to everyone who's joined in the first week. Uh, If you do join, careful, you might get a song written about you. But what other kinds of incentives can you offer as a creator? Some ideas in short. Free digital goods at the end of a specific time period for all those on an email chain or MailChimp. Behind-the-scenes footage for those who like, share, and retweet content. Discount codes for all those who participate in weekly, monthly, or seasonal challenges. From these, you'll note that the biggest difference between incentives and other forms of rewards are the ease with which they are achieved. Goal-reward scenarios, in which you set out a goal for fans, a set of rules, and a reward when they complete it, tend to have at least a little bit of a challenge inherent in them, even that the rules are relatively straightforward. An incentive typically is achieved with the push of a button, the sharing of information, or the exchange of cash. It can be complex, but, like the other vows we've covered, ease is the name of the game when trying to find new fans. We're going to be going into each of those structures, click, share, and buy, in a second. First up, however, is today's case study. It's a burgeoning media empire that purports to discuss sports, but, in actuality, discusses a little bit of everything but sports. From social justice, to comedy, to film reviews, to the modern socio-political landscape. If you join in on this media network, you'll have a little bit of everything, every day, from lots of different voices. This is the Dan Levator Show with the Stugatz Podcast! Welcome to Cinephobe, the podcast we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper, that's Amin Al-Hassan, that's Anthony Mays. It's the Cooligans, stupid. Welcome to Basketball Illuminati. We are here at Summer League in Vegas. I'm Tom Haberstroh, and as always, I'm joined by my five-star generals from the Illuminati. Meadowlark Media launched in 2021 when its flagship program, The Dan Levitard Show with Stugatz, broke away from ESPN after a particularly bitter feud. Since then, with former ESPN executive John Skipper at the helm, it has launched numerous podcasts and YouTube channels while maintaining its strong social media ties, all fueled by a unique mixture of irreverence. Fifteen minutes from now, you could look forward to what I thought was the final BCS poll because there are not any more games being played, but you never know with these guys. It might be, but it also might not be. It's yep. oversight. Yeah, covered that already. Yep. So, BCS. Uh, Steven, thank you for nothing. Uh, Steven Strasberg... <laughs> Steven Strasberg just got an enormous amount of money. Um, yeah, guy. 
Like, look who I work with. Just look. You got one that, who's that just amazing. in it for himself at every turn. Can I, you can got I, one, oh, who, and the other one can't breathe. The oh other one's just coughing the whole time. And seriousness. We've got a bombshell report here from ESPN that's breaking inside Robert Sarver's 17-year tenure as owner of the Phoenix Suns. And it's got toxic environment all over it. It's got racism. It's got misogyny. It's pretty exhaustively reported. A lot of anonymous sources, but a lot of Earl Watson's and Corliss Williamson's putting their name on things. For those who are interested in marketing, branding, and archetypes, Levitard and his merry band of mischief makers are the quintessential figures of the trickster. They mock the current status quo of fandom, sports owners, players, and everybody involved in the professional landscape, as well as listeners who aren't in on the joke. You don't get the show. How is that possible? Beyond that, though, there is the element of multiplicity. Dan, Stu, Mike, Chris, Billy, Smeddy, Witty, Tony, Amin, Renee, Serena, Bertala, Adnan, Zach, Mays, and all of the various hangers-on each give a unique, wry perspective, which would take weeks to cover in its entirety. I no. swear to God, no. this is the easiest no. question on the board. All right. <laughs> Russell Corcoran <laughs> plays a Roman gladiator in which movie? I heard no. laughter from the other room on this question. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Isn't Braveheart a movie of that uh, genre? <laughs> They're not gladiators. Those are <laughs> that was Mel Gibson. Scottish, yes. Scottish, yeah. Roman gladiator? No. <laughs> Roman Polanski. I don't know. Why? <laughs> Somehow getting more and more dangerous. Okay. <laughs> All right. The movie was Gladiator. Ah, <laughs> half credit. This, in and of itself, is a great offer. If you're into high art, you tune into cinephile. If you're into low art, you tune into cinephobe. If you want to look at entrepreneurialism, you tune into Montgomery and Company. If you want a grab bag of all those things you love from Dan Lebetard and his friends, you want Mystery Crate. This is the difference between two elements of fan engagement, offer and incentive. An incentive gives you the hard sell. If you do this right now, you get this right now. An offer is more an enticement to your taste. Would you like this, this, or this? There is an incentive in each podcast to listen to more. You want to get the entire story universe, right? Well, you don't have to listen to each bit, but if you do, you get a more grandiose picture. You get all the in-jokes. You get the show. You're not that guy. You're in the know. That's an offer. What Meadowlark Media produces is more than that, though. They allow you a direct input into their brand in numerous ways. You can show up and meet their creators at Moss Miami. I'm going to bring my energy up. You bring your energy up. Here we go. Breakfast on! You can go to Magic City, watch High Ally, and mingle with those who you hear on the air every day. I learned the information that a terribly wonderful, sad championship appearance at High Lie ended with Greg Cody off camera for all the footage that we got. Uh, to, co to correct you. It wasn't the end. It was the middle. You just left super early. Correct. It yes. ended with the Sessa Cyclones reigning victorious. You can write them a letter or a tweet and get broadcast, though that might not necessarily wind up the way you want. I hate getting tagged in something that I had nothing to do with. It's the biggest pet peeve. Like, the, the, you guys will be talking about something, and the person will respond, and then they'll tag me. Like, I have no idea what this is about. And then, because I, I listen to the show, like, at night and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's why. I'm like, why don't. I don't have anything to do with it. I wasn't there. I didn't chime in. Why am I being tagged in this? And come to find out, it's Chris. It's just Chris. Or you can just vote on a poll. Yep. Throwing everything put it on, put it on yeah. the poll at Lebetard Show, Guillermo. What's the worst way to lose? The way the Chargers did or the way that the Ravens did? That is the first instance of the incentive, the click. 
You don't want people to look for ways to find your stuff. Make subscribing easy. Make sure to tell people how to subscribe. Make sure to give them a reason to subscribe. Make sure that if they like your stuff, all they have to do to get more is to click. That's a major incentive. Rather than having to wait in line or search for content, the content comes to the fan. That lesson is the first prompt of the day. I want you to write down three ways that fans can easily get your content to come to them. A link in your podcast description is one. So too is a click on your website. The classic is a follow or subscribe on social video channels, but get creative. MailChimp, Discords, Listservs, RSS feeds, they all work on the same basic principle. As a caveat, each of these should be no more than two clicks away. Say, one link on your website to a subscription platform, Patreon, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, or otherwise, and one click on that platform itself. You don't want people to have to search too much or do too much. This should be easy. Finally, write down an incentive. What are they getting when they sign up? More stuff is the easy answer, but dig deeper. Maybe the first 100 downloads get a special code that gives them extra content, or a shout-out on the next podcast. Maybe you're doing a lottery through your email list, in which 1 out of 10 people each week get a bit of content for free. Maybe you'll add their name to your latest drawing on DeviantArt. You're not making people work for this stuff, remember. It's a gimme. You're incentivizing them to take part with but a click. When you wrap that up, pausing if needs be, we can continue on to the next form of incentivizing, sharing. Sharing is ubiquitous. It is the primary function of more modern platforms like TikTok, but it is built into the foundations of Web 2.0. Facebook, Medium, Daily Coast, Buzzsprout, the former contributor section of Huffington Post, all are built on the foundation of getting your message out to people and getting them to interact. That last bit is important. You can't just ask people to take part. What's the point? Sure, they may like your content, but there's any number of people out there putting out something similar. You have to go the extra mile to incentivize them to share so that they feel validated. These are new fans who are becoming old fans and old fans that are becoming super fans. Where is the reason for them to take the next step? Once again, this doesn't need to be huge. For Levitard and friends, the easiest way for them to engage people to share is their polls. Put it on the poll, Guillermo. Do you like the Marlins strategy of beating the billion-dollar teams with all second basemen? At least a few times a show, Dan will call out to Billy Gill to put a particularly potent bit of controversy on social media so that fans can determine the answer. It's a gag, of course. Put it on the poll, please, Guillermo, at Lebetard Show. Does a commissary sound twice and three times as large as a kitchen? But it gives fans a reason to engage and get their voices heard. More importantly, if it's funny or divisive enough, fans will share this on their own feeds, getting their own social networks to engage, even if that group is measured in single digits. If just a small chunk of listeners engage, however, that engagement can translate into exponential growth. That's just the beginning, however. Cinephobe asks for suggestions from the crowd so that they can find the next supposedly terrible movie to review. If you have a submission, just a reminder, it needs to be 40% or lower on Rotten Tomatoes for the audience or critics score. This week on Cinephobe, we watched the 2013 action-adventure comedy, R.I.P.D. While I Love Football incentivizes people to take part in their fantasy football challenges by giving people an opportunity to face off against the stars of Meadowlark Media. In other words, if you think you can do better than Stu and Billy, here's your shot. What I've recognized is fantasy football is probably the biggest opportunity for us as skilled players outside of the actual NFL itself, right? Obviously, there's the opportunity of the actual platform, the NFL, the games. But like when you're coming over to the community aspect, the fan side, the biggest opportunity is fantasy. And that's because people directly are watching you, want you to do good, rooting for you. You're on their teams. They know who you are. They're not even fans of your team, but they're a fan of you individually. There is an engagement mechanism in each of those examples, but the incentive is subtextual. You can prove yourself. You can show you have a voice. You can give us the content that will wind up on our next show. 
In other words, your participation matters. That's an incentive, and one that can be shared easily. Do you recall our click prompt? Here too, you should make it easy to share your content. A poll is easily shared. A way to submit a bad film for mockery is easily shared. A way to join a fantasy football draft is easily shared. The mechanisms in each aren't so easy. Your singular voice won't be heard in the poll. Nor will you necessarily have your film picked. Nor will you easily surmount the thousands of others who join that fantasy football pool. Those are goal-reward mechanisms. But the share? The share is easy. And it's the focus of our next prompt. I want you to create a three-part incentivization mechanism. The first is a goal-reward scenario, which we've covered in the past. As a refresher, that is one way in which you galvanize your audience to take part by giving them a goal, a somewhat challenging path to achieving that goal, and a reward if and when they reach it. Make sure everything is clear. The goal, the path, and the reward. You don't want fans confused. Secondly, I want you to create an easy way to share this. Social media is the de facto, and there's nothing wrong with that. But also consider shoutouts on your platform comments sections, Discord, or any other number of ways in which you share someone's handle, personhood, voice with the world. You're amplifying them and their concerns, so do make sure that they know what they're in for. But otherwise, lend your voice to theirs. Finally, I want a reward for sharing this. This is the easy gift for taking part. It doesn't have to be big. It may simply be that for signing one's name, that name goes onto a digital tapestry of those who support your cause. Of course, it could be bigger. You could do a lottery of everybody who takes part every month and give a small percentage something grand, like a personalized drawing or message. Really think about this prompt and how you can engage people. This is the fun way that people share your content. Every cell phone company has some way in which you can keep your old number if you switch services, of course. But it also offers friends and family plans in which, if you share your details, everybody gets more. Don't think too much about financials, though. That's a part of the next section. For now, wrap up that prompt, pausing if necessary, and let's continue. As stated, money is the name of the game for the final incentive. This is the classic ad structure of a podcast. If you listen to our ad, we'll give you a discount by the end of it. Get a quote today at njm.com slash podcast to see how much you can save on your auto insurance. You will also see this in Patreon, Kickstarter, and similar platforms. The basic level is good, but the second level is exponentially better, while the third level is better still. There's a reason to give a little bit extra every month. Well, it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. And so last year we actually did a Patreon exclusive holiday movie for Christmases with Vince Vaughn and that non-acting ass what's her name? Finally, there is the specific power of the dollar to spread your message. You'll see this in numerous charities in which they'll match your contribution in order to affect change. But also consider how schools, nonprofits, and endowments compound people's efforts through physical sweat or cash in order to create a stable base for the future. By contributing to the Ron McGill Conservation Endowment, your tax-deductible donation is an investment in the future for all of us. Talking about money is gauche in many circles, but it's clear that in private, people want to throw some cash at a problem to make it go away, particularly if they don't have the time to take part. You can't just say that out loud, of course. People don't want to think that cash is king, but when push comes to shove, money talks. Meadowlark, as shown, utilizes this in many ways, but none more so than the fact that they didn't go behind a paywall. There was an offer on the table to take the channel to premium service, but the executive team ultimately decided against it. They wanted to make sure that anybody could get their content. Yes, the ads are ubiquitous. The last thing you want to hear while listening to your favorite podcast is another gimmicky ad. NJM feels the same way. But thankfully, they're also done with an irreverence that matches the tone of the rest of the programming. Guys, I I have to tell you, while we're recording this, we use Zoom to keep, you know, an additional camera angle. And Chris has his Zoom open in a different room because he's recording a spot that you listen to on our podcast. And I'm watching the Zoom right now. 
Oh and my. I see a, I see a kid that's frustrated. <laughs> okay, this is what we're going to do because of where this segment started. We're going to go back and just get the audio of him screwing up and secretly <laughs> recording him making mistakes and falling to the depths of his insecurities about reading because we've been waiting for him because I've got a question for him. Money is power, all right, but the door swings both ways. If you take cash, it will push some people away. By refusing money and giving people what they want, you also show where your own chips are stacked. Either method is correct, and there is a middle ground. Use your wealth, or lack thereof, to your advantage, remembering to remain authentic. This is the last bit of advice I'll give to you when it comes to incentivizing via capital. Money can fuel your dreams, but it can also burn them to the ground. Be real with your audience about your financing, and they will be real with you. With that said, let's get to the final prompt. First up, I want you to create a spec ad for a company in your voice and in your world. That is, write a letter of recommendation or draw your characters hawking some service or record yourself as you promote a product. I don't care if you think this is beneath you. You may be forced at some point to work in a sector where marketing is omnipresent. It's better to get used to it so that you can do it if needs be. It will also get you to think about how and if your world works with certain brands. You don't have to say yes to every sponsorship opportunity. For that reason, I recommend you work with an existing company. This is a fictional ask, of course, and your tone can be silly, but you should take the prompt seriously. How might you find a way to get your fans to engage with a sponsor, and how will your voice remain authentic as you try to sell? Secondly, write down at least two other ways in which money is going to affect your work, even if your intention is to self-fund with no real hope of recouping costs. Be real with yourself, and when you finish those two ideas, Write down how you will communicate this to your fans. Are you overtly rejecting subscription fees? Are you opening your books so that fans can see where their money is going? Are you crafting a roadmap so that people can chart your progress so that, if there are stumbles, it's not a surprise? Whatever it is, make sure that it's clear and honest. Money can help or hurt your world of imagination, so think this kind of thing through carefully. For now, though, we've come to the end of this episode. I want to thank all of you for taking part as we discussed incentivizing your audiences. On our next episode, we will be discussing offers, which are similar to, but distinct from, incentives. To understand what I mean, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your audio so that you don't miss it. Go to babsw.buzzsprout.com to find older episodes or reach out to me at Words of Steel on Twitter. I hope to hear from you soon. Ciao for now. Building a Better Story World is written, produced, recorded, and sound engineered by Steel Tyler Filipek. The theme song, Asia, is by Ilya Marfin via icons8.com. All narrative clips are used under the Fair Use Doctrine, as defined by Title 17 of the United States Code, subsection 107, in that they are used for nonprofit educational work for the purpose of analysis, have been transformed from their initial records by audio engineering for podcasting, and are not substantive of the entire work or function as a direct market substitute. Audio effects are provided by freesound.org under the Creative Commons license. If you feel that this production has unfairly used a piece of audio to which you own the rights, please contact helmstarmedia at gmail.com.